Welcome to J Square Talk AI, where we explore the world of AI and machine learning. This season we are covering advanced techniques for machine learning and applications for computer vision and its challenges. Our sponsor is AskUI, UI workflows that work seamlessly on every platform. Welcome back to J&J Talk AI. In episode 2 we want to focus on geospatial analysis. What is that, Johannes? Well, again, that's in terms of computer vision, something where we look at images, but in this case, we're not looking at images of cats and dogs, but of images that potentially have been taken by satellites from the from Earth, from above, basically. But um, of cats and dogs. By the way, are you a cat or a dog a, person? I'm a cat person all the way. <laughs> but I love dogs, so <laughs> just that I wouldn't, wouldn't want to... to to care for one at my home like our cat probably wouldn't approve yeah but yeah, of course you know you can use satellites to to detect dogs or, or cats so there might be applications there that i'm not aware of okay what what can we do with satellite data for example like i'm well you can do a lot as we talked about last episode computer vision applications are usually like most applications trying to make our lives easier to to solve our tasks that involve looking at this data. There are a few prominent examples, I guess. For example, weather forecasts, right? That's where we work with geospatial data. I know where the clouds are. I know where there's high air pressure, low pressure fields, where's precipitation, where is the air moist, this kind of stuff. And I can use this data to build models. Usually you don't do this like as a computer vision task, but I've, I've seen approaches where you try to take the two-dimensional or two-dimensional projection of this data to make short-term, you make short-term forecasts. With like a few data. hours for the rain that comes down. Yeah, or let it be like 15 minutes. That can also be of importance, right? Yeah, these are but, actually pretty accurate. I always use this when I go for a walk. It just rains Oh, outside. you do? Yeah, it works. I, I, so so I, I don't know like if there are already like real world applications where, where this is being done. But I would guess that a very sensible thing because usually what's also a consideration there is compute. So how much uh, energy do I have to spend to come up with a prediction that is accurate enough that I can show it to people, right? And those huge weather models, they are quite expensive, but they are best thing we can do, like a true simulation to make forecasts. But if I just want to interpolate between two time steps, for example, um, I don't need the entire world being modeled. Maybe don't even need the, like only Germany, for example, but I only need this for a very small location. And there it would make sense to, to have a, a like model that can sample from, from some expected data distribution between two points. And that's where neural networks are actually pretty good at. But that's only one application. Like There, there are more uh, applications you could think of one that's also quite in the news these days is forest fire prediction. So I'm looking at forests and I try to figure out, like, uh, is there a high risk of, of a fire breaking out here so that I can do, for example, resource allocation? Where, where do I position my firefighters, etc.? Another approach or another task we can solve with computer vision for, for geospatial data is if there are natural disasters, for example, and I need to get relief in, in the area of the catastrophe, like where, how do I get there 
and what's the most efficient way to to get the the needed goods uh, to those critical areas and so on like like these these kinds of tasks you can solve and then there's of course always the military that's also very interested in in these kinds of things and they always or usually try to figure out the questions of intelligence like where are the bad guys at where do i need to drop my bombs these kinds of of things usually not or sometimes from satellites i guess but but also oftentimes using using drones and then you have like an image of a desert and a bunch of rocks but one of those rocks is a bad guy i want to take out so again computer vision can be used to help people but of course like many tools it can also be used to do kind of ethical questionable stuff like killing people so this would be object detection task like for example find missing person or find a person find a missing person like actually a very very nice application in a positive sense for for finding people in an image would be if you have for example a crashed plane in the ocean um and it's really really hard to distinguish waves for example like the the white crowns of a wave from parts of a plane also white usually right those are those are large usually right and then think of finding a person in an ocean so there again, having computer-assisted tool that can scan large amounts of data is, is really, really helpful. Could we also use to, to track change over time? Like, for example, the ice melting, the glaciers? I mean, yeah, that's being done, right? So the question there would be, what's the, the questions I want to ask about this, this change, right? The, the documentation, I would say, is there for, for many areas of the world. And now where you could use a deep learning, especially would be to make predictions about how those changes might continue. Or you could, again, try to figure out like what were causes for accelerations in change and correlate with other kinds of data, like temperature, CO2 level in the, in the atmosphere, and so on. That, that sounds quite interesting for a current moment. There's also another application. I don't know if it's falling into geospatial analysis, to be honest. There's this object reconstruction, and I think it was a few years ago, was an ad from Microsoft for their iPlatform where someone went into ruins and just scanned the image or scanned the surroundings, and then they reconstructed the whole place virtually. Is that geospatial analysis? I mean, probably not, but it's a really interesting application. So for me, geospatial means uh, geo, somehow concerned with the earth, right, and spatial so some some kind of question about how are things related in a spatial sense or, or so like like looking at a map and reconstructing buildings of course means that i need some kind of um, building plan um, so there, there is this spatial uh, component to to the task but i would guess it's more like structure from motion thing where i as you said like walk around uh, take photographs from various angles so that I can figure out like the, the spatial dimensions of the building, and then I can make assumptions of what this building might have looked like, and then I can do an AR application which renders this to me so that I can look at it, which is, to be honest, that's, that sounds really amazing. <laughs> I would have loved to, to do that myself. <laughs> cool. So when I think about insurers, for example, this is, this is very famous. So in the city, you, you pay more for insurance, at least it's Germany and also in the specific neighborhoods you pay more. Is that an application for geospatial analysis? 
I mean, of course. So property value estimation is, is being done automatically, I would say, these days. I'm not totally familiar with the field, but it's, it's definitely something where you use geospatial data. To be honest, like the, I'm, yeah, the, the computer vision perspective on this topic, I'm not really familiar with. But what you can do, for example, is ask questions about property size or population density. And that usually correlates really strongly with property values and with then, of course, also the, the prices you have to pay for um, insurance. Basically a risk analysis. Yeah. yeah okay. And if you then combine this with disaster prediction, where will be the next flash flood? Where will be the next mountain coming down? That, of course, factors into that probably as well. So you can say, okay, if that's built there, it's a high risk. It will get destroyed at yeah. some time. Yeah. So it also... Yeah, or if you, if you move into this house, we won't insure you because there's like this huge mountain that's been shifting for the past 10 years. <laughs> okay, that's, that's <laughs> already hap happened. currently a case in... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there are, I've, I've, I've seen videos now from, I think, Switzerland on, and, and Austria, where there are entire villages that have to be evacuated because mountains are moving. And Whoa. they actually, that's really interesting. At least Austria from, from Austria I know it, they have really accurate 3D data of their mountains because they are interested in understanding how these mountains change over time to do these kinds of predictions. And they have really high resolution in terms of spatial but also in terms of temporal resolution, images and 3D scans of their mountain ranges. Well, that's, that's kind of interesting. Okay, this marks already yeah. the end of episode two. So I think we, we did not exhaust all the geospatial analysis applications, oh, man, but I think so the one Johannes knows about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. See you in the next episode where we will talk about generative AI and the real world applications. Looking forward to it. <laughs>